Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is another audience Q&A episode for two people. Um, I'm going to call it uh, Grinder Sex Cheating slash Life Shit Hitting Fan. So um, the first question I'm going to say is from Fred, and this is paraphrased. Um, So, a.k.a. the what? Betrayal from someone you love. So to summarize this, uh, this is two guys in their 20s dating for about six months. Everything has been great. They're totally in love. They've even talked about marriage until Fred comes home, finds his partner on Grindr, um, and knows that they were sexting with other people. Um, His boyfriend was asleep. Uh, boyfriend freaked out, had anxiety attack, cried, apologized, but also wouldn't show him the texts. And said he wanted to stay together. Um, and he almost left, but he didn't because it's that the catch 22. You're stuck. You want, you love this person, but you're like, this person just broke my heart, but I'm still in love with them. Where they're at, they're at now. Boyfriend is pretending like it didn't happen. Constantly, uh, Fred's constantly thinking about it, and he feels really sick and hurt. He feels angry, like his boyfriend should apologize and make up for it. Obviously, because it's a huge betrayal, and you want someone to be like, "I'm so sorry." They, you want them to acknowledge the gravity of what just happened, and and act accordingly and say like I'm going to make changes I'm going to go to therapy I'm going to and actually take actions like that's what you're expecting from someone that is on the same plane of reality as you are so here's the position that Fred finds himself in he uh knows this is this doesn't align with his values he knows this person is kind of cheating um but it hurts him and feel and he feels really betrayed because he also loves this person and he doesn't want to give up on the relationship. However, he's totally torn. So it's like deciding to say goodbye to someone when you know you're not ready to say goodbye to someone. Um, so you're kind of ambivalent, I'm sure, Fred. You're probably like constantly in discomfort when you're around this person. You're like, I fucking hate you, but I fucking love you. But I fucking hate you. So it's like you don't know exactly how to be. And beneath everything is the lie. So it's like you, you're almost like living while you know you're dead. It's the, the worst, most painful situation to be in. So here's my advice. And this I think you can apply if you're in a similar situation. I think you can apply it to you. Whether or not you're in a straight relationship or something totally different. I think it pertains. Um, I don't think it matters whether or not, you know, I think some people are like, well, but, you know, it's common. Cheating is something everyone deals with. I don't think that's true. I don't think that cheating is 
Um, A, something you should accept and tolerate ever, unless you have an open relationship and that's what you've decided off the bat. And B, I don't think it is as common as our dark fears tell us it is, like, or the internet, internet, sorry, it's been a long day, I've also had a beer, Um, as the internet tells us. So regardless, all that matters is what your boundaries are and what you choose for your life. That's what you get because that's what you decide for you. Those are your boundaries. So I know, Fred, you're at a crossroads. You love this person. You cannot trust them. And that's a really tough spot to be in. And truthfully, there is no solution because you know that this is not the kind of relationship you want and it doesn't align with your values. But you also know you don't want to be without him. It sounds to me, based on your email, that you have already made your choice. But it's kind of a one you can't live with. Like You've chosen to stay with him because you love him, but you are also in extreme pain and you're betraying yourself because you know you cannot trust him. So it's like you're, you're almost living knowing that eventually he's going to hurt you worse. So I know that's all really inconvenient and painful to hear and to think about. But that is where I want us to begin, that point. Always start from reality, from a full awareness of the truth. Even if it's ugly, that is how you move toward a solution that works. Start with the cold, hard truth. The truth is, you cannot trust this person. This person has issues around sex and shame. And you have to confront the fact that you don't align in your values and the way you choose to be in a relationship which brings me to the why um well the why that this that your boyfriend had it shows their reaction shows a split like there was an extreme amount of shame around the acts done it's not like he you know defended himself and was kind of like baby baby chill I mean, it's inevitable, right? Yeah, and he's not like a swinger from the 70s. He was very upset, and he was also ashamed. He went into like a shame spiral of like, oh my god, I can't confront this. He had an inability to merge his secrets and his reality with you. He had an inability to confront the two. So it seems like this person does not like the fact that they cheat or sexed with other people, but they're doing it anyway. So that's the split. I don't want to do this thing, and I hate that I'm doing this thing, but I'm doing it anyway. So they want two opposing realities. They they have two opposing urges. <clears throat> and they don't probably want <clears throat> excuse me, to give in to the sexting part, but they are driven to do it despite what they might lose. So that's like the splitting off where we act against ourselves even though we're like aware of the fact that we're potentially going to lose everything and we do the actions despite that, that's like a compartmentalizing habit. People who <clears throat> threaten to destroy what they have that, and if they have things they love are either usually either addicts or they're driven by a different thing. In most cases, shame. And by shame, I mean a secret truth, a secret belief of unworthiness and um, an inability to love oneself that comes from a really old place. 
an ancient place. So it's like you're living out, I'm a shitty, terrible human being, despite that you have a moral compass in your brain, you're like, but I am a, I'm a terrible person, but I'm a shitty person. Because that is what makes you capable of doing things that don't align with your own values for yourself. And <clears throat> I hate to say it, but like, because being gay brings a bunch of other terrible um, experiences of like, it has such most people, I would say, at least if you're over 25, have been through some form of discrimination and have not been treated well by somebody in their life because of being gay. So I think it's a really common thing to have a version of shame, of gay shame, just because of the time period we're in now and how it's it's very recent for people to be completely um, tolerant. In a lot of places, they're not. So I think this is probably for your, your boyfriend tied to shame. And I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I'm saying there is a source and it doesn't have to be the life sentence for him and for you guys. Um, and I think the the reason he's being, uh, he's ignoring what happened and he's trying to pretend nothing happened is just because of how incapable he is of understanding himself. And that be that could be because of two things. Um, maybe he hasn't come to terms with what he actually wants for his life, meaning maybe he does want to have an open relationship and maybe he does want to sex with a lot of people and he just hasn't accepted, he isn't mature enough to say that and say, I want to be in an open relationship and that is what makes me happy. Or that that could be what, what he's unable to grasp. Or it could be... Um, it's a compulsion that is feeling like he has no control. And people who feel like they have no control over their own body and their own actions are usually split from themselves and have no connection to their gut. And people who split from themselves and don't have connection to their gut, meaning their gut does not guide them and does not prevent them from doing bad things that hurt them, are people that have cut off a connection to the gut or have started ignoring it because it's filled with too much pain and it causes them too much anxiety and um, like basically the the negativity that lives there is so overwhelming that they had to dissociate or just stop paying attention to it. Like if, you're, if your inner body is saying like, you're such a fucking loser, you're such a fucking loser, oh my God, you're the worst, like you're going to stop listening because you can't live. Um, and again, not an excuse. It's just uh, understanding the mechanisms that made this possible. And <clears throat> in order for him to really see what he wants for his life and what he doesn't want for his life and be, to be able to act on that, they have to choose to work on themselves and become one whole contiguous person. Um, people who are able to compartmentalize are by and large people who have uh, some baggage that needs vet like gutting and and you need to work through it um i think your boyfriend probably believes he's not good deep down i'm guessing that's what it is um because that's the belief that allows you to do acts um the acts of a person who is not good you believe you are not good the fact that he cried when he realized um he was found out like 
he saw you witnessed him as his secret lesser self. Um, now he is trying to block that and he's avoiding it because he has no other tools. He has no other skills um, for how to confront this dark, terrible secret. So someone in his upbringing did not give him tools for be, being able to talk about like dark, scary things. So I know that's um, a lot about him, and that's not really what you need to concern yourself with. You need to be more concerned with you and what you need for your life in order to, to take care of yourself and respect yourself. Which brings me to the how, the tools. So first and foremost, I want you to grab your journal. And I know that might be dorky and uh, you might be like, fuck you, I don't have a journal, but grab a piece of paper. How about that? Um, And I want you to just right now start with the truth, like describe to yourself the truth of today in all its bitterness and where you are right now in your relationship, just so you can hold tight to that because it's so seductive. When you're in a relationship with someone you love, it's so easy to just try and will yourself into ignorance again and to want things to go back to normal and be like, but maybe it didn't happen and maybe I do believe him. That's not going to help you and that's not going to lead you to what will keep you both safe. Um, and also, you need to start with the whole whole truth now so you can make your your relationship healthy again. That is the best and only route to take. It will lead you to the best solution for both of you. So hold on tight to all the facts that you know, including I cannot trust this person based on what I went through. And know that I don't think you're going to do this, but like if you were to tolerate, if you were to just move past this and pretend it didn't happen, what happens when you accept less than behavior is and you tolerate and you swallow and you turn a blind eye to what is, <clears throat> you degrade yourself and your worth and you start telling yourself with your actions, I deserve less than, I don't deserve commitment. I don't deserve someone who is faithful to me. And you start believing that you, you start mistreating yourself and then you're capable of a whole lot more abuse just because you're telling yourself, I deserve less than all the, just through your own actions. And that's how people end up hooking on the street. It starts with something degrading, but tolerable. And then slowly the ouch just wears off, get, gets less ouchy. Um, and it'll just lead you to a whole lot more behavior that will not make you happy. It's like you're taking in the visual feedback of a person who is not self-loving, not worth loving. <clears throat> so I don't think you're heading down that road, but start with y using your own power and using the truth. Um, and know that the only difference between you and a person who gets commitment and love from their partner unconditionally is the person who decides and demands, uh, love and commitment and truth and accepts nothing less. That is how, um, people that have that get that. It's not how good you look. It's not how much money you have. It's just deciding this is what I want and nothing less. And then committing to that, including being willing to walk away. And all that said, I know the reality is you're in love with this person. So it's kind of a catch-22. Can't stay with him, but you can't leave him. But, I, but regardless, 
to give you the best chance, we have to start from truth. And so in your journal, I want you to describe to yourself where you are now so you can move forward with some realistic solutions. Um, okay, so that's the first one. Tool number one is I'm calling it truth make out. So there are three prompts I want you to fill out. Number one, um, what happened? What I know to be true today, right now. What has been demonstrated by this other person today, right now? He hid his phone. He wouldn't let me see it. He cried. Now he's pretending nothing happened, etc. Number two in this truth makeout is I want you to write down my values and what I deserve. I want honesty. I want commitment. I want somebody I trust. I want somebody who will work through things with me. Um, I want someone that uh, doesn't pretend things don't didn't happen. I want uh, unconditional love. I want someone that doesn't sleep with other people, etc. And number three, <clears throat> I want you to write what I need to witness from this person to know they are changing. And I mean like actions. You need what you, will, will prove to you visually that he does that shows he's changing. And it can't be like in a week. It has to be like over a long period of time. Trust is rebuilt over a long period of time. Maybe it's that you have access to his phone at all times or not that you have to be a police officer. I'm just saying like um, what are the ways that he can concretely demonstrate trust and rebuild it with you in the future? Tool number two is called Guru It. And by guru, guru translates to guide from darkness into light. So in other words, I want you to find an expert. I want you to ask him to go to couples counseling so you can get more to the bottom of what's happening. Um, your different values. Maybe if you, you both have different values about cheating or maybe it's about what's happening in his mind. Just like you need to untangle this. So in other words, take the shame out of the issue. So you can communicate openly about sex and needs and where the line is for him versus you or what allow him to be open with you about what happened so you can help keep your relationship safe in the future. Because it seems like he has a lot of secret space in his mind, you know, things that he's not showing you about himself or thoughts and feelings. It's like. You want to, you kind of want to get ugly in front of each other and just being able to communicate so you can communicate more in the future before something like this happens. And this will also allow him to, to, to really accept what he has done in a way that it's, it's helpful when there's a mediator because you deserve that. You deserve someone that says, I fucked up and I'm fucking sorry. Um, and, you might find out some amazing new things about each other through this process. Um, you might find out <clears throat> he has sex addiction, or you might find out he doesn't believe in monogamy, or you might find out, find out he's battling old demons. You don't know, though, and this would give you guys a really solid fighting chance. Alternately, in the Guru It uh, tool, you can ask him to see a therapist, um, and I would say better yet, one who specializes in gay male issues. I think that's probably what's happening, part of what's happening for him. Um, it sounds to me like he is very ashamed and he can't even face you about this issue. And he, he was 
crying when he was discovered. So there's lots of layers to this for him. I don't think it's just regular old cheating. So I think get if you can urge him to see a therapist would be I'd do both. Tool number three, the bug that bit me. So this is a fancy uh, name on top of a very simple tool. I want you to buy one book. Research. Do some education. Um, this is for you and for him, but it helps to know why people hurt those they love and why people cheat. So for you specifically, there are a lot, there's a lot of research currently um, on gay shame and how that integrates into a person's psyche uh, through growing up. And it will likely evolve... Research-wise, it'll it'll evolve as years go on. But right off the bat, I would recommend the book uh, The Velvet Rage to your boyfriend. I think that will give him a clue as to why he might be destroying what he loves. And forgive me, I'm not like a a curator of <laughs> this type of literature. That ha- happens to be one that I read that I liked. But um, don't. I'm sorry if anything. When I'm if you're listening to this and you're gay and you're like, fuck you, you don't know shit about gay shame. I'm I don't. I mean, I don't. But I'm trying to help. So apologies for my ignorance. Okay. Next tool is called Widen the Gutters. So this is better done with a therapist, but it helps to discuss the terms of the relationship in a safe place that allows another person to be open about what they really want. So as much as you can, I knew you really got fucked over and you're the one that is in the right in this situation where... He kind of owes you a lot to win you back. But for the sake of furthering where you are right now, as much as you possibly can, just take the stigma out of discussing cheating and sexting and and lighten up the the level of energy around it so that you can open up communication channels. So just widen, like, make it a little bit easier for him to just allow, uh, to allow information to come out of him, you know? If you can speak more casually about it, um, I think it'll just give you a new way of, I don't know, starting, starting from a new place together. Because it sounds like he's just like, la 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 la, cannot deal, I cannot deal. So it's like, if you're like, hey, let's chat. It's cool. I mean, not, not as cool. You know what I'm saying. Anyway. Next tool, let it cool on the windowsill. <clears throat> so this is how you get to the right answer faster. I don't know if you can, I, a lot of people can't do this, but there's only certain types of people that are capable of doing this, but I want to throw it out there. There's only so much solving you can do from inside of a painful trauma in a relationship. If you just went through this like gnarly trauma, it's, it's helpful to know where you stand and how you really feel by taking a break from the relationship completely. I know that might be terrifying. You might, might think to yourself like, well, but then I'm going to lose him. Can't op- you can't operate from a place of deficit and of pef- powerlessness. You, you have to be empowered in order to make healthy decisions for yourself in a relationship. You can't be like, but I, li- I can't, you can't cling, you know? So basically... <clears throat> consider taking a 30-day break from the relationship. Tell him, I, I just want to take 30 days to really figure some shit out and know how I feel about this. Um, and say set the terms ahead of time. Not going to see other people. Just going to take 30 days, think about what's going on, 
And during this time, evaluate how much this act has changed how you feel about him and allow yourself to honestly weigh the pros and the cons of being together and being apart. Because you could be, I mean, platonic friends. You could have like a very close relationship that isn't so uh, dangerous for your heart, you know? I know that sometimes it's better for a relationship that is loving when you know you can't trust somebody. It's better to be close and be friends so you don't hurt yourself in the process. Um, so just something to consider. And I know you might feel resistance to this because you think, you know, it's he's already kind of cutting off and like uh, pretending that nothing's happened. So um, don't abandon your own power, whatever you do. Just stay in contact with your own power because whatever you do has to be from a conscious, uh, deliberate place. It can't be complacency and letting him guide it. So if you do that, if you allow him to dictate how everything will, will transpire, you you kind of set yourself up for it happening again down the road, and I think it'll be much more painful the next time. So just, in other words, be really conscious about every move you make and and kind of narrate what's going on and why you're doing what you're doing in your journal. So regardless of what you decide, just make sure you're deciding it with your eyes wide open and not willing yourself to forget it. And I know you're probably really painfully ambivalent because um, it's just a devastating situation to be in. So I'm really, really sorry that this has happened to you. And I do believe you can have some a partner who is committed to you and is faithful to you. And I don't think you should settle if that's not what this person is capable of. Um, and know that it's not about you or anything you did wrong. It's really about somebody's capabilities. And I think you know that, but I just wanted to say that. Um, so before I wrap this one up, I just want you to know this can be a gift to the relationship. I know it's really painful, but this happened for a reason. And now you have an opportunity to heal one another when you confront the issue and you get the right help. You can both grow in new ways. So although it hurts and it's extremely painful, I want you to look at this as a time for both of you to grow closer and help one another become more truly yourselves. By setting boundaries and saying this is what I need, you show someone how much they mean and how much their body means and how valuable and sacred they are. And in turn, they, they, they rise to the occasion. They feel very important and valuable. And when you say that I, you know, I don't have these boundaries, you reduce the value of something, including your body and theirs. So just in the act of deciding to make rules and enforce them, you give someone a level of safety that feels good. Um, and I think, I think you guys have a shot. So hope that helps. Good luck. All right. So question number two, life shit hitting the fan. So this is um, Monique feeling the overwhelming weight of rejection. <clears throat> so to paraphrase Monique's issue, she just moved. And then right after moving, found out that her job had to trim her hours, canceled her insurance, 
And so then she started looking for a new job in this new town. And then right after that, her partner literally ghosted her. Like, she thought he was the one, thought they would be together forever. And then she got a text that was like, I'll always love you. And then he was pieced out. So now she's feeling totally lost and abandoned and also really anxious. Um, And she said she's not sure how to move past the breakup, not sure how to deal with the job sitch. It's really hard to make it through a day when you're overwhelmed with all of these things. And you're in a new city and you feel lonely. So she asked how any thoughts on how to move into a better place um, when you don't have a support network around you, you can't afford therapy, heart's broken into pieces, and you're kind of panicking because you're not getting um, a job when you're interviewing. Bummer, I'm so sorry, Monique. Okay, so first of all, fucking gnarly, and this is probably one of the gnarliest times, of, it'll be one of the gnarliest times of your entire life. Um, so this is a journal-heavy answer, so I want you to grab your journal. Um, I know you know this already, but this is devastating, and you're reeling and you're feeling panicky because you just went through a major trauma. And um, the main factor in your life that is causing you to reel, um, I know money is a big deal, and it means, you know, you need to be able to survive and you need to make sure you have a roof over your head. Um, but the main thing that's causing you to reel is the shock of not expecting somebody to ghost you. It's like thinking you have one reality and then finding out you have a totally different reality. That's such a a gnarly type of betrayal that it like sends your threat system into like overdrive. You're like, what the fuck? Is this really, am I really in a car right now? Is this really daytime? Like you're like, you don't trust anything. Um, so you're kind constantly reevaluating everything and feeling like you're not safe. Um, I know this sounds really cheesy, but I want you to know that this time in your life is, has great potential for rebirth because of the fact that you went through like a trauma, you have, you're, you're, you have the great ability to reset everything in your life much better because you're capable of a lot of change because you're in pain. So I would look at this time as a great opportunity. Um, think about, like, if you broke a large bone in your body, you have to reset it. And right now you can reset it super awesome and super strong. Um, and if you don't, if you kind of cling and resist and fear, if you stay in that kind of um, victim mode or or feeling like cowering, that's when you kind of give your your bone a wonky curve it doesn't heal back right so i know you reached out to me because you are taking the bull by the horns but even more so i just want you to choose to make this into an opportunity for positive change and rebirth that is the first step so i want you to grab your journal and journal to yourself and make a ritual promise just in your own words i choose to make this an opportunity into an opportunity. I choose to not be a victim. And I choose to take steps toward aligning myself with the best self I can be, etc. Second, I want you to do another journal entry. And this is one for um, when you get into that panic mode. I call it controlled burns. Uh, like basically in for you know, to prevent forest fires, they like burn little squares at one at a time. 
you're reeling because you're feeling an overwhelming amount of all different factors in your life. And they're kind of lumping into one big fire. And that is not how you can take in information and process it in a helpful um, way. So when you start to get in that state of panic, remind yourself, I've got to separate this into smaller piles or smaller squares and do kind of controlled burns. That is where you are the most capable of helping yourself. And that is where you are not paralyzed. So nothing helpful will come from the big bonfire place. Um, Because truthfully, based on what you wrote to me, you are doing everything you can to better your life. And that the only thing you can do is to continue to apply to jobs. Put, put, go through the motions. Take the emotion uh, out of it and just literally go through the motions. Outside of that, everything is out of your control. And that is a good thing. You don't have to worry about it. So the more you can stay in kind of that neutral place and, and take these actions as though you're like, you know, aggressively exercising, you're, it's like think about it like you're doing reps. Take your emotion out of it. Don't analyze it. Um, and when you catch yourself moving into a state of panic, remember, I, what is, how can I make these into the smallest piles of wood possible? For example, my fucking life is overwhelming. I can't even do it. It's like, what is the, okay, what are the different things I'm panicking about? My job. Um, the fact that I was ghosted. Uh, feeling lonely because I'm in this city. So those are three different piles. The first one, how can I address the first pile? My job. I can fill out five job applications and then past that, there's nothing I can do today. That's, that's that pile. It's addressed. Second pile, ghosted. That's pretty overwhelming and gnarly. Um, that's a pile I would say you could spend some time mourning. Like, I am really overwhelmed and hurt. It's like, be just in that state only. Um, and don't lump when they, they want to swim together. They want to like just jump on the big bonfire and be like, everything's terrible, but don't let yourself go there. They are very distinct, separate things that happened. Um, and whenever you start to catastrophize and think about like the future and how everything might be terrible, it's like you, um, remember you're on a ride and your job is just to float. You just have to go with the flow and accept what is. See the scenery as it goes by you. You cannot control the future. You cannot predict the future. You're, you're fine in this moment right now. Um, and that's all that matters. It's not your job to predict everything. It's just, just your job to address today, right now, as best you can. First things first. That's it. Regarding the ghosting, that is terrible. And it's unforgivable. And I, that, I think, is probably the biggest factor in what is happening for you right now. Um, so I wanted to address that in particular. Um, and I know it's like, in part, it's so traumatizing because you have nothing in the form of closure. Like your brain threat system is going off because you're trying to understand why this happened. Like, what did I not see? What is the truth? How is this happening? Who is this person? So it's like being completely groundless and you're craving the why. Like you're probably craving also an apology and anything. I mean, literally anything. What the fuck happened? Um, so first of all, know that it's not about you. Um, here's what I can, I want you to know just based off of this, the act of ghosting. 
People who ghost are a very particular type of person, and that has everything to do with them, but nothing to do with you. So I'm going to address that in some of these tools. But in general, the tools I have for you are going to address two things. Gathering your lessons, meaning make this the last time that this ever happens to you. And also gathering uh, closure, I guess, creating your own sense of closure um, by translating the meaning of what has happened with all the information you already have. So I want you to do that by using a kind of decoder of sorts to get really clear on what happens, what happened, because every action is also a communication. So the first tool is a decoder ring. Um, and this is something I would do in your journal. So what I want you to do is take, write down the actions of this person and say, what are the actions of this person tell me? As though he is talking to you. But it's not about his words, it's about his actions only. So for example, um, this person texted me something and then did the opposite thing. What does that tell me about who they are? It tells me they are um, not aligned with what they say and what they do. They're not trustworthy. What do his actions say as a message? Um, I'm not capable of confronting how I feel. I'm not capable of confronting a person who I care about. I am afraid of confrontation. So you can decode a lot just by translating his actions. And know that his actions are his truth. That is who he really is. And that is his personality. It's not his words. Whatever he said has little to do with the situation compared to what he did. So if he told you something different, which he did, then you must take that into the equation. I am uh, misaligned. That's what that says. So whatever you decode, keep reminding yourself, this is all about him and who he is and who he is not. It is not about you and whether or not you are worthy of love. A person who ghosts is afraid of confrontation and does not have the tools to confront what needs to be said. They are unable to face a situation that makes them uncomfortable. I think in general they're also pretty immature. Um, that's just a starting point. I would do the, take the, your time with that, ex, um, exploration. And that can be a version of understanding what, what happened. I think you'll get very close to really knowing the truth just through that process. Okay. The next tool I have for you is called lick your wounds. So I know it's confusing when you're ghosted by somebody. Kind of makes you second guess the whole relationship and think like, well, did I have a real relationship and what, how valuable is it now that that person doesn't even want to talk to me again? Like they don't care. Regardless of however it ended, you had a real relationship with someone that you cared about. And that is a loss that needs to be mourned and valued. Just treat it like a death and allow yourself just to be sad and to long and to, to cry and and feel good about like the fact that you loved someone and the la and the fact that you lost them and and kind of go into that like longing don't resist the the need to just feel sad and miss somebody because it's it can feel like 
but I shouldn't, but I shouldn't. But it's like this whole, even though you didn't know the truth of this person, you had a real person in your mind that you loved that didn't end up being who they are. But like you can say goodbye to to the person you loved and, and really allow yourself time to just, you know, get closure on that ending. Um, just because you got duped doesn't mean you didn't experience something real and you're allowed to feel sad and miss the relationship you had. So just be very gentle with yourself. And and I think it's helpful to kind of designate times of mourning. So, I mean, literally down to an hour. So if you were to say, like, every day when I get home at 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., or let's say 5 to 6 p.m., I'm going to take a bath, I'm going to cry, I'm going to listen to sad songs, and I'm going to mourn. And at the end of it, I'm going to turn it, you know, turn the music off and I'm going to put that away. I'm going to put those feelings away and I'm not going to allow myself to go back there until the next time at six o'clock, five o'clock, whatever. All right. Next tool I have is called a ritual promise. I have a lot of these. If you work with me uh, in one-on-ones, you know, I have thousands of these types of things, but I want you to do this for yourself. Um, I want you to grab your journal and promise yourself you will never ignore uh, any warning signs again and you will never accept less than behavior. This has to be the last time this happens to you. Um, So I want you to like basically do a journal exercise where you gather your lessons and it's a tough thing to do but like take a moral inventory of the last however long your relationship was and really examine what did I miss? What, what were the, any red flags? What didn't sit right with me? What were the things that kind of made me feel weird when we, well, on our first date? Was there anything that I shrugged off and I said, I hope that's not true? Were there any inconvenient things that popped up that you were like, mm, I mean, but maybe it's fine. And what were the reasons that you gave yourself? I'm guessing there could be some things along the lines of, I didn't think it was a big deal or I didn't want to lose him. Just circle those things, whatever they are, take a highlighter to them. And in this ritual promise, you need to say to yourself, I will never say it's cool again. I will never look past those red flags again. If this happens again, I promise myself I will walk away. I will never allow myself to end up in a situation where I get hurt like this again. And including this promise, if you feel comfortable doing it, I deserve someone who is 100% invested in a relationship with me, who would never betray me, who values me, and who is able to talk about their feelings with me. I want somebody that's capable of, who has a language for discussing hard, hard feelings. Um... And mean it. So when you write this, I recommend having a glass of wine, lighting a candle, making it into like a, a really meaningful experience and, and mean that promise to yourself. Um, because truly, it's like these types of experiences reset our bones to be straight so that we end up walking directly to the person who can value us and can treat us the way we deserve to be treated. It is an opportunity and you just have to really choose for that to be true right now. 
Choose to gather all the lessons you can possibly milk from this, and you will make a beeline to the person that will treat you well and will not ghost you. So I hope that helps you, and I'm thinking of you, and I'm so sorry that happened to you, and you obviously know this, but you didn't deserve anything like that, and it's and you're completely lovable. It's just you happy to end up with a person that's kind of immature and doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. Before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors, Janet. Thank you so, so much for your new monthly donation. You are awesome. And Ashley, thank you so, so much. Um, and in closing, whoever you are, whatever life shit is hitting, it's the fan. Your life isn't broken. Your brain tells you that everything is going wrong when, you know, two things happen that are close together that are bad. It's just the way the human brain wor- works. We look for patterns. So everything is much more okay than it feels like it is right now. Um, and that said... I also feel like the universe kind of allows us these moments in our life to, it's like it gives us opportunities to reset. I know that that kind of contradicts what I just mentioned about conflating things that are unrelated, but think of it as an opportunity. Um, Don't lump, lump everything into the big bonfire of like, everything's fucked. Just stay active and moving through this time. Don't think, just do. Keep going through the motions. Be active. And if you're ever in a state of like overwhelm and panic, it really helps. This is, I should have put this in your tools, Monique, but make one thing better. If you're ever in like, like victim mode and you're feeling overwhelmed, just whatever it is, make one thing better. It's an instant solution to feeling that way. For example, do the dishes, uh, do your nails. Like, it's so simple, but you can immediately move out of feelings of powerlessness and victimhood just by making one thing in your life better. Send out another job app. Call a friend. All of those are actions that will immediately make you active in solving your life's problems. Just tiny things. Make tiny things better. Um, and when you start to feel like my life is shit and everything's terrible, you can also tint your lens like just the lens of your life, just by, I think it's helpful to put on headphones and put on a song like La Vie en Rose, um, an Edith Piaf song. Just because when you look around, it's like when you think of your life as a movie and you think of the, the moment you're in as kind of like narrated by a score that implies you know, beauty, it changes how you can you can see that your lens, your emotions are the lens by which you view your life on a day-to-day basis. Just try on a different emotional lens for a second. Just to remind yourself, there is a different perspective on your life. It is much better than you feel like it is right now. Everything is much more okay than you think at any given time. Um... And your job right now is just to traverse time. You just went through a trauma. You just have to keep traversing time as best you can. And things will get a little bit easier each day that goes by. And right now you can't trust a lot because of the fact that you're like reeling from this breakup. And to you, Fred, don't sacrifice yourself or compromise your values for someone you love. You can do yourself a lot of harm and know that like, 
when you confront what's wrong, you can push for the change that needs to occur. I know I'm repeating myself. Anyway, I'm thinking of both of you. Thank you for reaching out. And anyone out there, if you have um, a question, can always email me at yaywithme.com. And um, if you have the means, uh, donations make this show happen. I appreciate all of you so much. And um, I, I hope this helps you. And so uh, don't forget to smile.